Welcome to One Question Monday, everyone. This is where Peyton Busker, Dr. Peyton Busker, and I answer one of your questions as concisely as possible. Mm -hmm. So today we are going to get into crunches. There is a lot of talk on social media about how crunches are bad. Stop doing crunches, like do different ab exercises instead. But we do a lot of crunches and we do it in a variation where we put a ball behind our back and we think they're excellent for hypertrophy. Um, so we want to talk about ball crunches a little bit about, uh, should you be doing crunches or shouldn't you be doing crunches? So Peyton, what is your take on this? Uh, I think it's really interesting. I hadn't thought about it super specifically until I started seeing it so much on social media. And it's like, why, why is there now this, uh, you know, quote unquote attack on crunches and what one thing is that I think that they're more talking about general crunches where you're coming from being in all the way flat position and just curling the body up. Um, and one of, I think the reasonings is they feel that they're not as effective or you don't get as deep within the abdominals and with a generalized or regular crunch where you're just starting from flat and going up, I could see where maybe they're coming from there. Um, it's not a super big range of motion. And a lot of times, unfortunately, people are most likely are like cranking on their head or not really utilizing their abdominals to get into that position. So I could see it from that perspective. I don't think this is as much as how they think of it, but from a PT perspective, I could see maybe some PTs having an issue with um, excessive lumbar uh, flexion, obviously for people with certain diagnoses and certain things that are going on within their lumbar spine, but that's going to be something that's a little bit more specific. And if you're having a specific issue, definitely seek out a provider that can assess your body. Um, but with, with the way that we do crunches, we, we place that small Pilates ball behind the low back. You're able to get into that bigger range of motion with their crunch. So as you come over, instead of the ground stopping you, you're actually able to elongate and get that more of that stretch type motion on the rectus abdominis, as well as some of the deeper abdominal muscles. And then you're getting that full crunch up without having to rely on hip flexion, without having to crank the neck, things like that. And there's a lot of variations to the ball crunch as well that are nice to add in. Yeah, exactly. I think that I think very well said. Um, and ball crunches, we love them, mm -hmm. like you said, for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons is because they are so good at building muscle in your trunk, yes. namely muscles like your rectus abdominis, which is your six pack muscle muscles, like your obliques. And then you can even combine some deep um, core muscle activation with that. So like activation of the transverse abdominis using the diaphragm and pelvic floor while you're doing this motion. So it can really be a catch-all exercise that not only builds muscle in the front side of the trunk, but also in the deep core muscles that you, you don't necessarily see or aren't necessarily visible. Right. Exactly. And I think that's where people get held up to, because that's a lot that's on social media right now too, is like all focused on the deep core work, which I think is very important. And that's part of, or kind of a generalized first prerequisite requirement to being able to do this ball crunch is having that deep core stability. So we'll give cues in class, knowing that if 
you come up into the ball crunch and you're seeing what's called coning or doming down the middle of the abdominals that might indicate that you're not accessing those deeper abdominals like the transverse abdominis and those internal obliques in the pelvic floor and diaphragm. So you might have to dial it back a little bit before you go into the full progression of the crunch. If you're not able to tap into those deep uh, abdominal muscles while you're doing it, um, and maintain that contraction of them the whole time. And there's clues that your body will give you like that coning and doming um, that indicate that you're not getting that deep activation. Yes. And I did a deep dive with this with Dr. Amelia, who is a um, pelvic floor PT and that, that podcast will be coming out um, this, the week that you, this episode drops. So for those of you who want to learn more about that, just stay tuned for that episode. But yeah, I think that's an important distinction is is yes, stability work is important. And you'll see people say like the posts that I always see are like, you know, I stopped doing crunches and now I have the like flattest ad, like the best abs, the flattest stomach of my life. And there's lots of issues with that. You'll see them instead of doing crunches, you'll see them doing like, um, uh, like dead dead bugs. Yeah. Like leg lowers or dead bugs or what I've even seen. And I don't even know what this exercise is called is when someone's standing and there's like swinging a weight around their body and yeah. And it, it's almost like they're, yeah, they're like using, and they're like, this targets your abs. And here's the thing about all of those exercises is yes, you have to flex and brace your abdominals to keep you from tipping over and to keep your trunk stable, but it's not necessarily targeting your abdominals and obliques with significant force that will reduce, that will result in hypertrophy for those muscles. So there's a big difference between like, yes, I have to bear down and I have to flex my abs in order to complete this exercise. And am I moving through the dynamic range of motion of flexion and extension, which is ultimately, um, best practice for inducing hypertrophy in the trunk muscles. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then another issue with this, right. Is that, um, I, I did these exercises and now I have the flattest stomach of my life. No ex and we, I know we talk about this all the time. We're broken records, but no abdominal exercise is going to make your stomach flatter. Like, no. you know, you cannot spot treat fat and it's predatory. Like Amelia and I were Amelia and I were kind of talking about, it's kind of clickbaity, right? Like, it's just like, very. it plays on people's insecurities. You're not going to spot treat fat in your stomach. You can make those muscles stronger for mm-hmm. sure. And that's what we want. Um, but no exercise is going to make your stomach flat and crunches are not the devil for sure. Right. And I'm sure I'll dive deeper into this, but it is definitely one of my biggest pet peeves and really frustrates me because like, I feel like it's even, I feel like it's more than clickbait. I feel like you said the word predatory really, I think capital like sums it all up is it's feeding into this idea that we've been told as women that we should have perfectly flat abdominals, which for most of us is actually not really best for our organs, for the way that our bodies are positioned. It's, it's trying to achieve this goal that is, should not even be in our, you know, on the finish line for us. Yeah, it, totally. It, so it, it's definitely very frustrating for me. So it's nice to kind of peel all that back and look into, okay, what is happening anatomically what, what should we be going for? What are we looking for? If we're looking to make these muscles stronger and to give ourselves that stability in this area. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's sum it all up. Mm-hmm. Are crunches bad? Should people stop doing crunches? It depends, but generally no. Ball yes. crunches, there's usually a variation that will work for your body using some sort of arm support, um, or some sort of variation. 
Yes. Yep. I love it. And if you're having the the doming, the like pooching up of your belly, every time you flex and rise up might mean taking a step back, doing some stabilization work. Um, Amelia even noted, like if you're having like leakage or like pain or pelvic pain after some trunk flexion work, that might be an indication too, that you need to back off and do work on more stability type stuff. And then eventually progress into those ball crunches to induce hypertrophy in those trunk muscles. Absolutely. And we just launched last week, um, our core stability program. So it's three different levels on the Evlo platform start. I recommend everyone start out with level one, just to see how it feels in your body. There's in video education on when to move to the next level. Um, and, and lots of education on how to use the exercises, when to use them and all of that. So highly recommend checking that out, especially if you struggle with the ball crunches, that might be a really great first place to start. Yes. I love it. Or if you're feeling a lot of neck pain too, like people are like, I'm only feeling my neck Yes, could be an indication that you should go back and take the core stability for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And Peyton, Peyton does a really, Peyton teaches all those. She does a really good job of educating of when to move on. So I think that's an awesome resource. Yay. Yay. Okay. Thank you, Peyton. We'll see you all next week. Bye.